sometimes I can handle being beaten by my child at something, <laughs> like when I'm trying my hardest, but most of the time I can't. It's hard. Welcome back, everyone, to the Balance for Life podcast. We are here to help you find happiness and success in your life through a balance in all things. Yeah, absolutely. So if you like what you hear or what you see, um, hit that like button. If I, uh, review, give us a five-star review, follow, share, comment, do all the things. We've actually been getting a few uh, messages on Instagram. Hey. And and comments and stuff. So that's been really cool. We I we try and respond, uh, try and try and chat with people. We've had a few people that have suggested oh um not topics? not topics but uh, guests oh okay or or people that have said that they would they would be willing to come on and be guests. So maybe we, we need, need to, to figure out guests yeah. because I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we could at have some point. like we could have someone here, but if we did like a, a call or something I'll have to figure out the logistics. Yeah. Yeah. So we're those of you that have reached out about guest hosting, we're still working on that. Um, hopefully soon we'll, we'll come up with a solution. Yeah. Um, don't forget to join us as well on social media. We just mentioned Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, all at balance for life. Number four, uh, we're at Twitter at Adam and Perry all spelled out. And then on YouTube, just search balance number four life. And, and you'll find us. And you'll find us. So, yeah. I, th I think we've got a great episode today. Yeah. I, I, I really like this one. I think it's it's an important thing today to, to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so, what we're going to talk about today is why it's important to not compare your own grief to others. Yeah. So, exactly. So Good stuff. So, let, let me tell a story about what prompted this, this episode idea. Uh, so I've shared this before, but if it's your first time watching, my wife and I lost a child about six years ago. Yeah. She was a year and a half and just passed away unexpectedly in her sleep. No known cause of death. It was just, uh, they, you know, they call it SIDS if it's before a year old. They call it SUDC. I think it's sudden unexplained death in childhood or something like that if they're a year old or older. And uh, obviously that was super devastating, really difficult uh, and, and challenging thing, um, something that you don't really overcome fully all the way. I mean, it's it's part of you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think my wife and I have both done a really good job at navigating through grief together. We've grown closer together because of it. But it's, it's a part of our life, right? Yeah. So a few years ago, probably maybe three, four years ago, I, I had a coworker. Um, who, who knew about this and, uh, they, their oldest daughter is named Avery and our youngest daughter's named Avery and they're one day apart. So they were born one day apart, which was really cool. So, a uh, good friend of mine and they had a miscarriage, uh, you know, a couple of years after, after Avery's were born. And, uh, I remember I was just talking to him about it and, expressing my condolences and you know he's talking about how hard it was and then he said something like man I shouldn't even complain to you about how hard this is it's nothing compared to what you've gone through and I thought that was really interesting and I, I don't remember exactly what I said but I said something like look your loss is still loss even if it's different than my loss right, right? and sure like I, I think losing a one and a half year old is probably harder 
than having a miscarriage. I've, I've never, you know, Rachel never had a miscarriage. Uh, but I have sisters who have had miscarriages. I know that it can be really hard. Yeah. And so I, I think it's important to not invalidate your own grief, your own loss, suffering, trials, pain, just because somebody else has it harder than you. Right? Right. That I mean, We all experience loss and trials, and it is okay to feel grief and to go, you know, to feel sadness and navigate through grief. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Yeah. And I, wow. Um, I, I can't even imagine. I, I mean, that would just be un, unfathomably difficult to, to navigate through. But I, I agree with you. I think, I think that's a really important way to look at it. And I think Many of us know somebody or or possibly some of you yourselves have experienced the loss of a child or a miscarriage or or something or like loss that. of a spouse, loss a sibling, of a spouse, yeah. loss of a sibling, loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've all experienced loss at some point. And and I think one of the things that, that kind of is going through my mind as you're talking about your story is we all deal with it in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I know you've, we've talked about this quite a few times and, and you've mentioned how you've been through therapy groups and Facebook groups mm-hmm. of people that have had similar experiences. And a lot of times it can destroy relationships. Mm-hmm. It, it ruins marriages. It, it can destroy a person. And you personally have have used it as a way to strengthen mm-hmm. your relationship and I think that's awesome mm-hmm. I, I, kudos to you um, but I think it's just important to remember that everybody handles grief in different ways and yeah. so to somebody right losing a child is is just unimaginable mm-hmm. where to another person it, it might be not quite as devastating I don't know if yeah. that's the right way to put it yeah but but I think it's it's important that we recognize that everybody handles grief differently, and right. I think that's that's how we deal with it. Is we talk about it, we share it with people, and recognizing mm-hmm. that hey, I I may have lost something, but you've lost something too, and having that compassion yeah is a good way to to help people navigate through that grief. Yeah, uh, another example that I've I've witnessed or heard read other people on Facebook talk about it's so frustrating when people do this sometimes people will say something like I'm so sorry that you lost your child you know my dog passed away and that was so hard and when you've lost a child you don't want to hear about how somebody's losing their pet is similar now at the same time I think it's important to validate that losing a pet is really difficult right it's just I think people say something like that with good intentions um but I think what's important is if somebody is expressing their loss, what they really want you to do is just listen and let them know that must be super hard. I, you know, I'm here for you. Let me know what I can do to help. Let me bring you dinner. You know, it's yeah. whatever. Like that's, that's really what someone needs. Not, oh, I know how you feel because I, so I try to do this whenever someone talks about something they're grieving I try not to tell them something like, oh, I know how you feel. I've experienced. I mean, there are situations where I think that's appropriate, mm-hmm. but you just have to be really careful doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's, I guess what I'm trying to uh, put together right now is, is there's, it's almost like there's two different things that we're 
approaching mm -hmm. with, with this topic where one of them is you can't ever compare your own grief mm -hmm. with somebody else's. Um, but at the same time, you never want to compare somebody else's grief to your own. Right. And, and I think a lot of times we as humans, in order to show sympathy, we want to express how we can relate mm -hmm. to that person. Right. And like you said, I think there's a time and a place for that, but I don't, I don't necessarily think it's always appropriate to yeah. do that. I think sometimes the best way to show compassion, the best way to help somebody is just shut your mouth and listen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, exactly. I think so often we, uh, well, and, and I've been learning a lot about active listening and so often we listen with the intention of responding mm -hmm. and, and we're trying to formulate our next thought and we're trying to formulate our response while the other person is talking and we kind of neglect what they're expressing. Right. And, and so I think it's important that we allow everybody to experience their own grief and not, not compare our own to somebody else's, but mm -hmm. not uh, compare yeah. other people yeah, exactly. to ourselves either. I think me personally, you know, if somebody, um, <clears throat> you know, if I'm talking with somebody about how I lost a child and they say, Oh my gosh, I lost a child too. I'm so sorry that you also had to experience that. To, to me, that feels like a really appropriate response. That's something yeah. that we, you know, it's, it is really similar. Now they might have passed away a different way. Maybe the circumstances were different. Um, but it, you know, it's just when you're like, Oh yeah, I, I lost a, my dog, you know, it's just like, uh, that's not the same thing. Um, but I feel like that is something appropriate for us to talk about at some point, but like, don't, don't try to hijack like yeah. what we're talking about right now, you, you know? So it's just something that you, you should be careful about. I, I try to just feel out like, is it appropriate for me to right now share, hey, this is this is the loss I experienced. I know how you feel because that can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I've experienced something really similar to you. You know, we have this bond now, mm -hmm. right? So you just have to be careful. Like if it's if it's something on a totally different level, maybe it's not gonna help right now and just listening is important. Yeah. But if it's like really similar, then then maybe that can be helpful. Something that that you're able to you know, if I know, oh, wow, you've experienced the same thing as me, that gives me comfort knowing that somebody else, you know, maybe years before me has experienced that and managed to go through it. But that's why you have group therapy. I mean, group yeah. therapy can be really helpful because you hear about, well, this is how my child passed away 10 years ago. You know, for, for us, it was like two months ago. And look, they've gotten to this point. Okay, I can do that too. Right. So there's, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I think talking about the group therapy sessions, right? It's a way that you can maybe take from the experiences of other people mm -hmm. and say, oh, these people lost a child 10 years ago. This is how they've navigated through that. Maybe something that they have done can help me. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that's important to keep mm -hmm. in mind. I think it's also important to recognize that grief doesn't just come when somebody dies. Yeah. Okay? There, there are lots of things that we grieve sometimes on a really small scale mm -hmm. and sometimes on a large scale. So yeah. when a loved one passes away, that's more on a large scale. Hey, if you lose your job, that's a pretty big deal, but it's also something that, you know, in most scenarios, like you can overcome mm -hmm. and uh, you can get through that a little bit easier than, than losing a loved one. Right. Right. 
And then maybe you lost your wallet, like I talked about last week. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I experienced grief at losing my wallet and the $20 that were in there. Maybe a storm came and exactly. just about shut down your farmer's market business, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think I think we all experience different different things. Mm-hmm. And, and grief comes in all shapes and sizes. Exactly. And so when we talk about grief, we're not just talking about grieving the loss yeah. of a loved one. It could be loss of a job. It could be losing your keys, right? Losing your keys and that frustration, Mm -hmm. right? We're still calling that grief. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's important to recognize those emotions that are associated with it. Yep. So as we're going through the next part of this episode, keep that in mind that you have something that you have grieved or are grieving, even if you didn't realize it. And so I think this, uh, this, this can help and apply to a lot of different scenarios. So yeah. we're going to talk about the stages of grief really briefly. And I think that a lot of people are aware of these, but maybe not yeah. everyone. So I think they're fairly commonly known yeah. for the most part. But yeah, there, there might be a few things in there that we can help somebody yeah. to recognize. I learned about these when our daughter passed away. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I recognized there were things I had, I had gone through this process of these stages of grief many times before in my life on a smaller scale. Yeah. So the first one is denial. And uh, I also want to point out these stages can take a few seconds, a few years. <laughs> like yeah. You can be in a stage of grief for your whole life where you can cycle through these stages yeah. over and over. And, and, they the don't have to, and they don't have to go in a specific order either. Right. You, can, you can go from one to another one and back again. It's true. You can, yeah. So, yeah. So th- this is like the typical order that you'll go mm-hmm. through, but right, it can vary and, and you can go backwards yeah. for sure. So denial is the first one. So, y- you know, you have this, like, I can't believe this happened to me. Like this didn't actually happen. I'm dreaming, you know, yeah. just why would this happen to me? You just have this denial about what you're actually grieving. Yeah. And I think, I think if, if we are talking about loss of a loved one, right, it could be, um, I, I remember when. When my grandma passed away, she's, it was not quite a year ago. Um, and I, I remember finding out that she was going downhill and, and it was kind of that she was almost, let's see, she was 97 when she died, almost 98 and finding out that she was going downhill even up until mid nineties. I mean, this woman was amazing. Mm-hmm. And sharp as attack. I, I mean, she had she had twelve kids, all married with kids of their own. She had fifty three grandkids, a hundred and I don't even twenty something great grandkids, and yeah. still growing, and several great great grandkids. Um, and and so we would have family reunions, family gatherings with two hundred plus people, mm-hmm. and it was not uncommon for us. And every single one of those people. Not only did she know your names, she knew birthdays, she wow. knew something about you. Like I remember when we did our uh, brickvertising. Yeah. I walked into her house like a couple of days later and she said, I, I need to talk to you about something. I said, oh boy. And she let me have it. Why are you throwing bricks? Yeah, she let me cars? have it about throwing a brick through somebody's car window. And, and so it's, 
I mean, she just... It was about to... Just just so everyone knows, (laughs) this car didn't work and was about to be taken yeah, to a junkyard it, it was our car we had permission yeah, yeah exactly like it was the it was the, it was drummer's, the drummer's car that was about to go to the junkyard <laughs> yeah so but yeah so that was just the kind of person that she was and i remember finding out that she was not doing well she was starting to slip and and it wasn't going to be long and and it was that there is no way that this woman who's been there my whole life yeah who still like my kids get $5 bills. Mm-hmm. Every single person in the family would get a $5 bill for a birthday and get Christmas money. And and it wasn't on your birthday or after your birthday. It was three days before your mm-hmm. birthday that envelope would come. And so that denial was, it started early. It started before me. she passed started away. Before that she happen. passed away from yeah. me where it was, there's no way. Right. And, and I think a lot of times when we're not there every single day and we don't see it happening it's it's that denial is just kind of like oh there's no way right mm-hmm. last time i saw her she was great and that that was a week ago um yeah so yeah i think that denial is is probably because a lot of times in these situations we are somewhat detached yeah can happen earlier and sometimes you might be there every single day mm-hmm. it might be the loss of a child it might be the loss of a spouse where you see them every single day mm-hmm. And then one day they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And and that denial takes the form of they're still here, right? You right. wake up the next day and you go into their room to mm-hmm. to see to pick them up and, right. and hold them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a denial stage. And I think that's a tough one to go through. Yeah. But it is an appropriate response yeah. to losing someone and it's okay to feel that. All of these are okay to move through Absolutely. and to feel. Absolutely. I think that's that's something else that we can mention too. We talked last week about uh, emotions mm-hmm. and acknowledging and feeling those emotions and all of these responses to grief are appropriate. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to feel these feelings. Mm-hmm. It's okay to allow these feelings to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the next stage of grief I think that we can talk about is anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an easy one for most people. When, yeah. when it comes to grief, when it comes to loss of any kind, I think anger is one that probably most everybody experiences quite heavily throughout yeah. the process of their grief. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's a normal part of grief, but it's not fun. It's yeah. not a fun feeling. Um, and that anger can be directed towards so many different things, and it can seem unrelated too. So when our daughter passed away, you know, I experienced anger at God for letting it happen. I experienced anger at myself for not preventing it somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. um, anger at my daughter for passing for, for dying. Right. Like you, it's when you say it out loud, it kind of sounds like, how could you feel that way? But, but it's a normal feeling when you experience the loss of someone, it's just totally normal. And it's something you have to feel and you have to work through. Yeah. And I think it's important too that we talk about that anger can be released mm-hmm. in sometimes maybe not appropriate ways mm-hmm. as well. I think like right. you said, like you said, you can feel that anger towards anything and, and it's may not even be necessarily related, but it mm-hmm. could just make you more on edge and so mm-hmm. more irritable. Mm-hmm. So little things maybe that your other kids were doing were more frustrating, right. more irritating or things that were happening at work mm-hmm. could be more yeah uh, anger triggering yeah. and and so i think that's something too that we need to watch out for yeah. is allowing those feelings but recognizing 
maybe we need to find an appropriate outlet. Exactly. I, that's really important because it is natural and normal to feel anger as part of these stages of grief. It's not okay or appropriate to express that anger in, in, a, in, in an inappropriate way. Yeah. It's not appropriate to express it in an inappropriate <laughs> way, okay? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, the, therapy can really help mm. with that. Um, that's how my wife and I learned how to appropriately take action when we felt certain things and how to move through grief. We needed professional help, and sometimes you need that, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, the next stage is bargaining. And I think out of all the stages, this is probably where I have spent the most time over the last six years. That's kind of slowly like subsided, but I still come back to sometimes. And it's this idea that maybe somehow you can change it or you're almost like thinking, no, it it didn't really happen. It's kind of similar to denial, Mm -hmm. but you, you replayed like these what if scenarios. So for example, our daughter Avery was born about a year after Blakely passed away. And uh, we were kind of paranoid. So we bought an outlet monitor. So, you know, it's this little sock that goes on your, their foot, monitors their uh, heart rate, their oxygen levels, and it alerts you if something's not within normal levels. And then we we used the Nebo after a few months, um, switched to that. But both of them were really helpful. But I, I would constantly think, man, if I could just go back in time and you know, tell my former self, like, buy one of these monitors. So yeah. that way, like, we would have been alerted and we could, could have gone, you know, prevented it from happening. Yeah. And, you, and you just replay that in your mind so much sometimes. So that, for me, that was, like, where I spent a lot of my grief was in that stage. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of that what-if scenarios, right? I remember, um, let's see, it's been a over 10 years, it's probably been 12 or 13 years ago, I lost a good friend from high school. And I remember I found out about it. He, he passed away Easter weekend. And I found out about it. It was like Saturday or Sunday. And it was a day or two after. But I remember we were driving. We lived in northern Utah at the time. We were driving to my parents' house in Springville. And I remember driving through and, and past where his apartment was. And I remember thinking to myself, it's been a little bit. I need to I need to call and check up on him, see how he's doing, right? And uh, so we we drove past, and I didn't, and and got to my parents' house that weekend, and I got the phone call. It was like that night or the next night that he had passed. And I, mm-hmm. uh, so I've spent a lot of time thinking to myself, if I had been a better friend, mm-hmm. right? If I had made that phone call, if I had kept in touch more closely, right? Because mm-hmm. it had been several years since high school, and we were... We'd, we'd kind of lost touch, but we'd still mm-hmm. see each other somewhat regularly, yeah. at least a couple of times a year, and, and we talked. And, uh, yeah, so it was it was kind of one of those, maybe if I had been a better friend, yeah. he'd still be here. Right. And, if you know, if I had made that call, maybe he wouldn't have right. made the choices that, that ended up taking his life. Yeah. You know, so it, I think that's... It's a natural feeling to feel it's a natural part of grief again it's something that you have to work through and you have to get to the point where you realize i can't go back and change the past and it's very possible that anything i could have done wouldn't have changed the outcome like we don't know right um same with your friend right like maybe if you had been a better friend it still might have happened 
maybe if we had had a monitor on our child, yeah. she still might have passed away. There still might have been nothing we could do about it. Exactly. Right? Um, so it, it's okay to feel those feelings, but you have to you have to get to the point where you realize what's happened has happened. There's nothing I can do to change it. Right, right. And I think, um, well, I think that takes us into another, mm -hmm. uh, another Stage. one of the stages that, that we'll talk about in just a few minutes, but being able to accept that mm -hmm. they're, they're really, you can't control the situation. Right. Right. I mean, you, maybe buying a monitor would have changed the situation for you and, and losing your daughter. Maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe me being a better friend would have changed the situation. Maybe it wouldn't have. It's completely out of our control. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's perfectly natural to fill that bargaining stage. And I think that's where a lot of people get trapped. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a stage where you get to this concept of take me instead. Yeah. Right. Why, why did it have to be, my daughter, why couldn't it have been me? Right. I've lived my life right, or most of it, right? I've, I've been here a lot longer. I've experienced what I need to experience in this mm -hmm. life. Take me instead. Yeah. And, and so I think a lot of people get trapped in this, this bargaining yeah. stage. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to understand that it is appropriate to feel these feelings, but we need to not let them take control. control. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> and I think, uh, when we do let them take control, that kind of takes us into the next stage mm -hmm. of grief is depression. Yeah. Um, Which is another stage that I think a lot of people get trapped in. Yeah. And I think that's where you see a lot of um, drug abuse, mm -hmm. alcoholism, and, and things like that, where people just want to cover up the hurt. Mm -hmm. They want to cover up the sadness, the depression. Yeah. And so one of the things that's important to do in this stage is again recognize the way you're feeling okay that it, it's a normal natural part of grief so it's okay that i feel this way but what am i going to do to work through it yeah. right what <clears throat> appropriate helpful things am i going to do to work through this instead of just trying to mask it right, right. and so recognizing hey it is okay to to play video games right i just can't do it all day every day yeah. right or it is okay if you drink alcohol maybe it is okay to have a little bit if, if you're able to without becoming addictive. So right. for some people that might be okay. And for some, it might not be right. actually probably with anything. Like for some people, video games might not be okay mm -hmm. because they are going to, you know, that's yeah. all they're going to do. And they're just going to waste away their day and lose their job or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's finding what, what works for you that you're not going to use as a crutch. That's just going to help you get through it. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we talk about crutches, alcohol, drugs, negative things are not the only necessarily things that you could lean on. I mean, some people, mm -hmm. some people deal with grief by just exercising constantly, mm -hmm. right? And Too much, right? Yeah. They spend eight hours plus a day in the gym mm -hmm. and they lose sight of everything else and they're using it to, when you use something to cover up another emotion that's when it becomes a problem. Right, right, so. exactly. So finding activities that you can do, things that help you, um, that you're able to moderate mm -hmm. fairly easily and using those things. Now, when we talk about drugs, there are some drugs that are, you know, prescribed that yeah. can help you. <clears throat> and, you know, so Prozac, 
might be what you need. Yeah. Right. Some people, when you go to therapy, when you go to talk about these issues, you might need something to, mm -hmm. to boost your mood, to, to mm -hmm. elevate you, to get you through that stage. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Overusing it is, is when we come into a problem. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And then the <clears throat> final stage of grief is acceptance. And sometimes we get to this stage and we feel like we've accepted it. And then we go through the stages again. Like, I, I think, you know, especially when you lose someone really close to you, yeah. it's, you're going to go through the stages of grief your whole life. You just, you, they, it might be more mild and you might kind of go through them faster instead of spending months in depression. Maybe it's just a couple days. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, I still go through these stages, but acceptance is where you get to that point where, okay, I realize there's nothing I can do to change it. There's nothing I can do about it. I still need to live my life. I still need to be there for my spouse, for my other children. Mm -hmm. I still need to have a job and provide, you know, I, I don't, maybe I don't want to, but I have to do that. Right. Like yeah. you get to the point where you accept that you have to still be a person. You still yeah. have to exist and live and try to do your best. Yeah. And, and I also want to point out with this though, acceptance doesn't necessarily mean that you don't feel the pain. Anymore. Right. Exactly. Um, I think, I think so often people think that years down the road, that it's going to be gone, that, right. that it's no longer going to hurt. And I'm sure, again, losing a child, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. um, losing a friend, losing a grandparent, losing a parent, losing a loved one of, of any kind. I know me and my wife have talked about this because we, we've lost almost all of our grandparents mm -hmm. to this point, And we spent a lot of time with our grandparents growing up. And even though we've gotten to a point where we can accept that they're gone, as I'm sure you've lost your parent, you've lost a child, you've lost grandparents. Um, even though you get to that point where you accept that they're gone and you move on with your life and you're still going through, there are still times and there are still, it, you, it might be a Christmas party mm -hmm. and you remember how they would do things or, mm -hmm. you know, you might remember certain things or something might stimulate a response where you still feel that hurt and years down the road, it might still be just as fresh as it was the day it happened. Yeah. Um, so acceptance, I think it's important to say that acceptance doesn't mean that it's gone. Right, exactly. Right. The hurt will always be there and, and there's always going to be that sadness and that's okay. Mm -hmm. and, and that's another one of those things where you can't allow that to bring you back into this spiral right. of negativity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yesterday I was listening to some music and the song came on that I used to sing to Blakely as a lullaby. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I don't have those moments as often anymore, but it was one of those where I just, it kind of took me back and I, you know, felt some sadness and yeah. some longing and I was able to work through and process those emotions. And I think it's just important to get to the point where okay, I can, I can work through it when mm -hmm. those things happen. It's not debilitating anymore. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's the acceptance part. Isn't, yeah. isn't necessarily that you don't feel the hurt anymore or that you just move on with life and forget about it. It's yeah. just that you learn to cope with the emotion. You learn to cope with the pain. And yeah. you learn to work through those exactly. responses. So um, I think let's, let's talk about when is it, appropriate to compare ourselves to others. Yeah. I think we already mentioned earlier that knowing that someone else has gone through something similar can help us to feel 
like, like there's someone who can relate and that, right. that can be helpful. Okay. So I think that's totally appropriate. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Thinking, oh, their loss isn't as big of a deal as mine. So why are they upset about it? I think is something that we might naturally feel, but that we should try to avoid and work through and get yeah. past or thinking, oh, their loss is worse than mine. I shouldn't be feeling this bad about my loss. Mm -hmm. Right. That's you. Your loss is yeah. is appropriate. So your your loss is valid. Every is valid. Yeah. Everybody valid. experiences grief for lots of different reasons, and whatever it is, your grief is valid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the key. There is recognizing that you are an individual, and your response is going to be different than somebody else's, no matter what the case is. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, there's going to be times when you relate to that person. And I think relating your experience is different than comparing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe that's where it is, is it's not yeah. necessarily comparing, it's giving that person something that they can relate to. So exactly. They, so they can say, okay, you've experienced this before. How did you get through it? Mm -hmm. How can you help me? Right? Yeah. You're or connecting. Yeah. Or, or I've been through something similar. I'm happy to share yeah. my thoughts if you want. You know, I'm, I'm happy to to help you through this process. Yeah. So I think it just takes emotional intelligence. It's a good book. Um, <laughs> but I think it just takes recognizing, reading the situation, right? Reading your audience, knowing, okay, this person lost somebody yesterday, right? Today is probably not the day to talk about my loss mm -hmm. and, and what they need to do to work their way through it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes that comes across very abrasive. Yeah. And callous and un, unfeeling, right? right? It's not compassion. It's not sympathy. Um, weeks down the road when they come to you and say, okay, I'm feeling this right now. It's very difficult for me. I know you lost somebody. Or even if they don't say that, you know, I think it's appropriate sometimes to say, I, I understand how you're feeling. I've experienced something similar. You know, can I help you in any way? Is there anything I can do for you? Yeah. And, and having those kind of responses, I think is a good thing. So being able to understanding the best way to approach that situation, mm -hmm. I think is a good thing. So when Blakely passed away, we had a neighbor, they had lost a child, I think, uh, like at birth. Okay. Um, and so, uh, one of the things he did that I, I felt like was a really good way to approach it was he said, you know, hey, I've been there. My experience is a little bit different. Here's what happened to me. Um, and they, they gave us like this teddy bear that they would use to hold that their kid, their mm. other kids would hold, you know. So mm. it was like, hey, we've, we feel like we've gotten the use out of this that we needed. And then, you know, our, our son slept with it for a while. And yeah. uh, it's just, it was a really touching gesture. And then one of the things he offered me that I never ended up taking him up on was, hey, if you ever want to like go out to soda with me and just talk about it. I'm happy to, but yeah. he presented it in a way of like, I understand if you don't, but I'm here for you. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a, a really great gesture just of, I, I think it's the right way to approach it, right? Like, Hey, I can, to a certain extent, understand what you're going through. I'm here to talk if you need somebody yeah. instead of like, Hey, let's talk about it. This is what, you know, yeah. like you don't force it. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's the more appropriate thing is just recognizing. Okay. I'm, I'm going to let you know that I'm available mm -hmm. and put, put the ball in your court as yeah. it were, yeah. and allow you to, to grieve and yeah. be sympathetic. 
talking about not necessarily comparing, but relating to mm-hmm. other people. And I think we've, we've touched on group therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're in a group with people who have been in similar situations and are at different stages in the grieving process. And so surrounding yourself with people who are actively mm-hmm. going through the same thing that you're going through and knowing that everybody in this room is in that same situation mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good place where you can go and openly share your own experience and where mm-hmm. you're at in the grieving process and how you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be, there's always going to be some people in that room who are farther along in their grieving process than you, that mm-hmm. you can learn from. Yeah. And there are going to be people in that room who are just starting on their grieving process right. or who are farther behind on their grieving who process. Who you can help. You, who you can help. And so I think it's important when we talk about relating to other people, yeah, surround yourself with other people. You don't want to dwell on that negative emotion, but putting yourself into those situations with other people that you know have been there. Mm-hmm. And Exactly. Yeah. I think both of those are important because you can learn from others, and but helping somebody else actually helps you also. Yeah. And I think you said this in a previous episode, something like, you know, the, what, what you give to the universe, you get back in return, yeah. right? Twofold, tenfold, whatever, right? And so helping other people helps you heal at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that was a great topic. Hopefully you cried a little bit or, you know, learned something that you can use to navigate through whatever grief you're dealing with. Um, our weekly challenge is to think about something that you are grieving. Where I bet you... Most people right now are grieving something, yeah. right? You're, whether you realize it or not. So the challenge is to figure out what are you grieving right now and recognize what stage you're in. Yeah. So maybe you've been feeling angry lately and you might realize, you know what? It's because so-and-so passed away. Maybe it's not even someone you're that close to. So you don't think about grieving, but you still might be grieving. Yeah. So I that's, think, that's our challenge. I think that's an awesome challenge. Um, yeah, because a lot of times recognizing, accepting, acknowledging is the first, mm-hmm. the first step to solution. Yeah, right? exactly. I think that's an awesome, awesome challenge. So uh, thank you again for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, like like Perry said, I think this was a really great episode. Um, probably, probably the most emotional one we've had so far. And yep. Yeah. I think we both teared um, up a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome, awesome stuff. I loved it. Uh, don't forget, if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. If you don't like what you heard, maybe give us some commentary on that as well. Help mm-hmm. us to improve. Um, yep, yeah, and we are trying to release episodes weekly, so look for those on Mondays. That's our goal. Yeah, and, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anywhere. I, I think there might be a few like obscure platforms that we're not on, but all the main ones. Yeah, yeah. All the main ones, we're going to be there. Yep. We look so. forward to talking with you again next week. Yeah. We'll see you.